I'm Marissa Donnelly, host of the Vulnerability Podcast, a podcast series focused on being vulnerable, being emotional, being deep, and talking about topics that people often shy away from. In this podcast series, you'll see stories of faith, hope, inspiration, darkness, frustration, and everything that really challenges us to speak to our human experience and to do so in shedding our skins and being vulnerable. Today, I come to you with a heavy heart because this morning I woke up to the news of someone who has been a pillar of a woman for me in my 20s. She found out the news that her husband has passed. He lost his battle with cancer. And so I come to the podcast today with such heaviness because grief is something that we all experience and pain and death and Sometimes, as we go through these things, it's so hard to talk about them. We find that we don't really connect or relate to people that haven't experienced it personally, and we just feel this burden that we don't want to share outwardly or that people don't understand. And it becomes this conundrum where we live in the space of extreme pain, and yet we feel like we don't have anyone around us that we can talk to. And that's so untrue, and we know it, but when we are caught in these painful moments it just seems impossible to even want to reach out for help even to even want to hear good news it just becomes everything just feels weird because you you can't go through your days normally and so talking to someone about normal things feels like a betrayal of the person that you lost or it feels like you're ignoring the real problem at hand and so we just isolate and it just creates this space of just frustration and pain and grief is just it's so heavy the other day I was talking to my good friend and she said just how exhausted she was of hearing terrible things happening in the world from shootings like the one that happened in Southern California just last night or you know deaths of people People losing loved ones, tragic accidents, pain, and just all these awful things. And she said, I just don't know what to say anymore. And I agree. It's how do we know what to say when these things happen? How do we comfort those we love without it sounding like we're pacifying their emotions or, you know, saying, I'm sorry. Saying, I'm sorry feels so cheap. And so, how do we handle these things? How do we move forward? What do we do when grief? is all that we know or all that we see around us and I'll be I'll admit I I don't know I don't think there's a right answer I don't think there's a foolproof way to express your care for somebody who's going through something traumatic I think the most important thing is to show up in whatever capacity we can and whether that's picking up the phone and listening for you know three hours as someone cries to you or you know, reaching out to someone with a handwritten note or just finding a way to support them in their grieving, I think, is the first step. And not worrying whether I'm sorry sounds cheap, but saying it with your whole heart and then seeing what the next steps are, seeing what you can do from there. When I heard the news this morning of the woman who has been such a powerful feminine voice in my life when I heard of her husband's passing this morning I just felt such a heaviness because 
She has been such an incredible women, woman to so many people in her community. She has been a voice of reason and strength. She's encouraged so many young women and men to become teachers and to become better students and to learn how to write and just to build themselves. She's just created such a powerful force of growth in the lives of so many. And her husband has always been beside her doing the same thing, you know, growing so many men and encouraging so many people and providing so much laughter and humor and just to know that she's finally in a place where she could retire and spend time with her husband and now he's gone it just broke my heart and I think when we're faced with these moments of why why did this happen why her why then why him it's we get into the space of wanting to understand and I, I, I want to understand, I want to understand why this would happen or what the message is or what the purpose is or even if there is a purpose and something that I have been dizzying myself over for years even in my writing is coming to terms with the fact that there might not be a reason for the terrible things that happen in our lives. It's not that things were meant to be, it's not that you know, someone was supposed to pass to teach someone a lesson. It's nothing like that, but it's it's the truth that we live in a sinful world and so terrible things happen all the time. And it's not because God is punishing us. It's not because he's abandoned us. It's not because he doesn't care, but it's because it's a part of being in the sinful world. And God brings purpose from pain. Not that he allows it to happen to teach us something, but that he brings purpose and love and hope and joy from the most difficult of places. And when I think about this woman losing her husband, that's all I can hope and pray for is that beautiful things come out of this darkness, that people rally around her and send her messages and bring her food and cards and love and flowers and build her up so that she knows her life still has purpose even without her husband, that people band together to bring joy in the darkness because there is always joy and light even in the darkest of places, and sometimes we need other people to be a reminder of that. It's not that there's purpose to come out of the passing necessarily in in terms of this served a purpose, but understanding that this isn't the end, that this man's legacy will live on, that her legacy will live on, that they will continue to grow and bless so many people with their story. And when I think about it in selfish terms, if I were to make this about me, which I know that it's not, but if I were to think about it in selfish terms, it's just amazing how much this woman and her husband have made an impact on me and how just in knowing the two of them, my life has changed, my writing has changed, my direction and my purpose have changed, and I will continue to spread their story. I will continue to talk positively about them. I mean, I'm even talking about them on this podcast, and it just, in a selfish sense, it goes to show that everything has a purpose and it goes far beyond what we think. So if you're sitting there and, you know, whatever you're going through and you feel like this is the end, you never know how many people's lives you can touch or what a difference you can make, even in pain. And that's what I mean. Not that things, you know, not that everything happens for a reason, but that beautiful things come out of darkness that this woman and her husband's story has just blessed people all over the world they live in small town Iowa and here I am on the west coast 
talking about their lives on a podcast that reaches people from all over the world. And that that shows me that God is real. That shows me that God is present. And that shows me that there's beauty in darkness. Because even though this tragic thing has happened, this man's legacy will continue to live. And I guess I just wanted to talk about grief today because it's so present and it's so hard to know what the right and I'm the quote right way to grieve is there isn't a right way but it's so hard to know how to navigate our grief it's so hard to know how to help someone else through grief it's so hard to know what to do in painful moments like this when we don't have answers and so I'm not an expert but I just wanted to talk about all of this out loud because it's things that I wrestle with so often and sometimes I feel like I I don't know but when I can talk through it and I know that other people are listening and people can send messages to me and we can continue the conversation I feel like it only helps us because this is something we're never really fully going to get a handle on we're never going to know okay this is how we navigate this because whenever we face grief it's so often unknown it's something that we didn't see coming or didn't expect and now we are in a way forced to handle it and we're not always equipped because we're human and so I guess I'll start with just understanding our own grief I think in terms of grieving when it comes to us we feel like we have to package our grief into this little box and make sense of it so that it doesn't affect the people around us or so that you know we're not impressing our feelings onto other people and we're not causing a scene or you know whatever it is we we put these expectations on ourselves that we need to be over our grief by a certain point or that you know grief should look a certain way or we're not supposed to cry at this point or you know we're not supposed to do x y and z and so I just want to shatter all of that there are no rules there are no expectations there's no right and wrong for grieving we have to grieve in the way that feels right we have to grieve in the way that makes sense we just have to grieve because the more we bottle things up the worse they get and so if you feel like you have to cry if you feel like you need to reach out to somebody else if you feel like everything's just shattering just grieve in the way that makes sense to you and reach out to other people that's all that's all you can do and it's also the most important thing that you can do is to reach out to other people and to make sure that you're not facing it alone because you're not I think about this woman again. I think about the hundreds and thousands of people rallying around her from all corners of the world. People leaving messages on their Caring Bridge website. People commenting on their Facebook posts. People sending letters in the mail and sending text messages. And I just think that's so valuable for us to continue to do that. And for, if you're the one grieving, to be open to it and not feel like you have to behave a certain way in the after you know not don't feel like you have to write a thank you note don't feel like you have to respond in an appropriate manner just fall into the support that you have from other people and know that there are so many people rallying around you and know that you are loved and on the other end of that if you are around someone who is grieving or if it's a loved one or a friend or even a stranger that you know is grieving what do you do And again, I don't, it's not like I have the answers for this. It's not like I'm an expert, but I think, and I know I said this before, I think the most important thing we can do is to show up. And if that means 
you go to that person's house and you sit with them on the couch and you say nothing but you just let them know you're there then that's what you do and if that means you you can't maybe you can't physically be there so that means you pick up the phone and you call them every single night then you do that and if that's not possible then you send them a dinner you send them a letter you send them a text you show up for them in the capacity that works and in the capacity that you can given your schedule and your life but you show up and you let them know that they're not alone and it doesn't matter if you don't know the right words to say it doesn't matter if you know you might not be their same religion I think when we're grieving what's the most important is to feel love it doesn't matter if you don't have the same political stance if you don't have the same lifestyle if you're not the same race or sex or you don't believe the same things it doesn't matter what matters is that you're showing up And maybe you're not a person of faith and so you can't say, I'm praying for you. That's fine. Then say something else. Say, my heart is with you. My thoughts are with you. What can I do? I think also there's power in asking, what can I do? What can I do to be there for you? And sometimes a person grieving won't have an answer. And that's, I think, when we need to take action and just do something anyways. But asking someone what they need can be transformative. I... I had a really amazing moment this past week where uh, a friend was going through something really difficult and she texted me and another friend and basically said, I don't know what to do. Sorry. And I kind of prayed over it because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to respond. I didn't know what to say. And so finally I just said, all right, whatever, I'm just going to call her. And I called her in the middle of her workday. And when she picked up the phone, I just said, I don't know what to do. How can I help you? What do you need? And it was so crazy because the minute I said, what do you need? She started crying and she said, I've just been praying all afternoon that someone would say, what do you need? And it was just, it was such a crazy moment for me because she had been praying for the exact thing that I had been praying over and God just kind of boom, brought us together in that moment to give her exactly what she needed and to give me a sense of purpose in trying to help her. And it was crazy because she didn't even have a set answer for me. She said, I just wanted to hear someone say those words. I don't really know what I need from you, but I just wanted to hear those words. And that was crazy because I feel like that's just God working all the time, even when we feel like he's not there. And in terms of that situation, I'm sure my friend felt like she was praying and nothing was happening. Just as I felt like I was praying and I didn't know what to do. I felt like God wasn't giving me any answers. But it's crazy that... He did exactly what he needed for what she needed and really for what I didn't know I needed but that I also needed. And that's what I mean about showing up is that you just trust that God will give you the words or give you the ideas or, you know, that he'll put things into motion so that even if you don't know how to help someone who's grieving, if you pick up the phone and you call them or if you show up or if you, whatever you do, that he will open it up so that things happen because sometimes all that people need when they're grieving is to know that they're not alone and so you calling or showing up or you know physically showing up or just asking what do you need how can I help changes everything because they know that they're no longer in this moment by themselves and I I don't know I just want to speak too of for when we have people in our lives that are grieving what I, what I mean when I say there's no correct way, I think each of us is very individual in the way that we handle situations, in the way that we experience things, in the way that we feel our emotions. And 
when I say there's no right or wrong way to show up, I think I'm talking in terms of, you know, the actions that you do in the aftermath or, you know, and this goes across the board with anything. I think as long as you're doing something, as long as you're showing up, as long as you're taking action, as long as you are supporting in some way, whether that way is outwardly, you know, whether you're posting comments on their Facebook page or, you know, taking photos with them and, you know, whatever it is, whether it's outward or maybe it's silent, maybe not silent, but quiet, you know, maybe it's behind the scenes, maybe it's, you know, giving them a letter in the mailbox, maybe it's texting them privately we don't always have to work in the public sphere and while the public is beautiful in terms of it brings awareness and other people can see and other people can support and all that is extremely beautiful it's not always necessary to be public and so if you're someone who prefers to be a little bit quieter in your approach that's just as strong and just as powerful because you're still affecting that person who's grieving in major ways just by showing your support in the behind the scenes. And I don't know. I I um I don't know if this necessarily relates to grieving, but I think it speaks to grieving as well because in the current political climate, I think there are a lot of people who are grieving. There are a lot of people who are going through very major things and and I just want to speak to this. I had um a conversation with an old colleague on Twitter this morning um because I had tweeted something in 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 the wake of the election I feel like there were a lot of people being very public about their stance and support and I had quite a few people message me privately just to talk through political things um and I think that's just because I write a lot of content that's emotionally based and I think as as humans we're all struggling with how to support one another how to act what to how to balance our rationality versus our emotions and just a lot of things. And so I had quite a few people message me and, you know, asking me about politics, ask me about my personal feelings, you know, share theirs with me. And it was just really crazy and beautiful to have these conversations with uh, strangers. Um, and it kind of inspired me to tweet something um, that, and I basically spoke to the election and just saying that there's power in publicly declaring a stance. And there's also power in being quiet in the sense that you support without feeling the need to you know share things publicly because the people that messaged me were people that didn't feel comfortable being public and I I understand that um I don't always share my political feelings you know when it comes to social media because I just don't think that it always is I, I feel like there sometimes needs to be a separation between the content that I write and, you know, my political opinions, because I don't feel that my voice, or I don't feel that my purpose is to try to convince people, and I feel like with politics, sometimes it gets to be that way, where it's people convincing other people what to think and feel, and so sometimes I just stray, stay away from that topic and just express emotion, and express things that are deeply tied to politics, but without being, hey, this is something about politics, but anyways, I I got into a conversation with a colleague who basically said, you know, do better. We need to be loud and we need to be, you know, we need to put our voices out into the world and support one another. And I agree. And this going back to the grief, I think it's so valuable to do something when people are grieving. And whether that's in terms of a, a death or, you know, 
a policy or a law that we don't agree with or a politician that we don't agree with i think it's so so important to take a stand to rise to speak our truth to say things and not be silent but also i think that there is so much power in having a quiet approach especially if that's who you are as a person um i noticed so many people posting You know, I voted with stickers on their face, and I think that's amazing, but that's not the approach that works for everyone. And just like with certain people's grief, sometimes tagging a photo and tagging that person and sharing a memory is amazing, and sometimes that's not easy because people don't want things to be so public. Sometimes handwritten letters, you know, support that's behind the scenes is just as valuable. And so in this conversation I had with a colleague on Twitter, um, she said, you know, we need to be loud, and I agree. I I think now more than ever, we need to be loud for people, politics-wise and grief-wise and just showing up and not letting things pass us by without doing something. We have to do something. But in the same breath, I also think there's so much power in the quiet approach. There's the loud and the bold, and then there's the quiet and strong and silent. And and when I say silent, I don't mean silent as in, I'm not going to say anything, I'm not going to do anything. I mean quietness in terms of I am going to do things behind the scenes. I'm going to email and send letters to politicians. I'm going to show up and uh, attend these support groups and be a presence. I'm going to cast my vote. I'm going to, um, you know, donate to these causes. That is all stuff that screams strength, but in a more quiet way. And so not to go on a, a tangent about politics, but it was just, it's such a timely conversation because I think in terms of grief, there are two ways that we can support and we can support loudly if that w- is what resonates with us, or we can support quietly in terms of just showing people that we are there and supporting their cause and supporting them in their grieving. And, you know, there's just so much power in being a quiet but strong force just as much as there is in being a loud force and so I just think in in terms of anything you know anything as we as we go through so many things in our lives as human beings I just think there's so much value in just learning how to be strong in our own ways and when it comes to grief I don't know I don't have I don't have the answers I don't have the answers for why it happens I don't understand I don't have the answers for how we get through these things I just know that we move forward when we support one another and when we love on one another and when we give one another reminders of hope in loud and quiet ways. And so as my mind just reels from all the grief and pain that we experience on a daily basis on this earth, I just hope that we'll reach out to one another in love and support and care and finding ways that work for that person, for us, but just really meeting people where they are and loving on them. We can never have too much love. We can never have too much care. We can never have too much support in all the ways that work for us. And so just in terms of the heaviness that I'm feeling today, I just want to pray for anyone who is listening to this right now, anyone who's grieving. I want to pray for my friend. Um, I want to pray for people who have lost loved ones I just want to pray for your strength and I just pray that God surrounds you with love and people who love you so that you know there is so much hope and beauty still in the world even in the darkness there is so much light in the darkness
please don't turn away from it. Turn towards it. Let it bless you. Let people bless you. Let God bless you. Don't give up. And if you have someone in your life who's grieving right now, be that light for them. Shine that light. Shine it loudly in their face. Shine it quietly in private. Just shine that light because that's what they need more than ever. We just need people to show up and to love and to bring light. Thank you for listening.